With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, you got him with this one, dog. It's so, so full. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block In the summertime when the sidewalk got So boiling hot That the heat from the street almost melts your flip-flops Or burn through your new shoes And leave you with holes in your socks Us city slickers, there was no water in spots So we'd head to the corner, Mr. Warner would knock What is Welcome, 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 all my doodadders, future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in. This is Dad Hard with a podcast, and as always, I am your host, Mo Green, and I am just a dad who talks to other dads so that we can all figure out how to be the best dads that we can be. Last week, I had a phenomenal guest on that really dove into the education process and how important it was to start education at an early, early, early age. From from his standpoint, it was as soon as they can kind of count to 10 and separate out 10 different things on a table, that's when you need to start getting them involved in real education programming. Uh, and that was uh, Dr. Aditya Nagrath, uh, who is the creator of Elephant Learning, one of the most effective digital math programs in youth education today. That episode was phenomenal. He is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant man. I mean, he is a doctor, so I would assume that he would be brilliant, right? Uh, But no, it was a fantastic episode, a fantastic conversation, and Elephant Learning in general is just a fantastic concept. I actually kind of did some diving into the program myself after having the conversation uh, because my daughter at 19 months is almost on the verge of being able to do that. So, um, so I dove into it and it's just phenomenal. It's the, the way that he's able to gamify uh, the education process and really 
let kids understand the importance of mathematics and how it's a gateway into, you know, mastery or, you know, understanding all of the other subjects that one might encounter in school was phenomenal. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out, definitely do that. That is episode episode 62 with Dr. Adyatana Graf titled Elephant Age. Uh, but this week, we're going to talk creativity in kids. And we're going to talk creativity in kids because not only is my daughter at the point now where she's really starting to get her creative juices going, which makes me have to get my creative juices going, but my guest this week is the head of marketing in the U.S. for one of the most creative, inspiring toys or or products in the toy realm uh, out on the market today called Tony's and the Tony Box. Uh, his name is Drew Vernon. He's going to be coming up after the break to talk about how the Tony Box and Tony's in general inspires and aims to inspire the creativity within children. Um, and that's phenomenal. On top of that, Dad Hard with a Podcast is actually partnering with Tony's to launch the first ever dad hard with a podcast giveaway where i'm asking all of my listeners across the world we're top 208 countries right now and it's phenomenal but i'm asking all my listeners to email in dm on instagram facebook message shoot you could even text me if you got my number one way that you are inspiring creativity and sparking the imagination of your children or your kids Uh, And I will be picking one answer at random at the end of next week's episode to be the winner. That winner will receive direct from Tony's their brand new Tony box and a bunch of Tony figurines to go right on top to help continuing inspire the creativity in your kids. I want to thank Tony Box for the partnership. This is going to be fantastic. You can send emails into dadhardpod at gmail.com. Shoot us the DM on Instagram at dadhardpod or Facebook message at facebook.com slash dadhardpod. That is phenomenal of Tony's to be doing that. Uh, and the, my conversation coming up on the other side of the musical break with Drew Vernon is just an awesome one. We really talk creativity and reading and, and how important it is to spark that at an early age as well. But before we get there, we're going to dive into some development because it is week 84 of Dadding Hard for me. And like I mentioned at the top, Creativity is the name of the goddamn game these days. Uh, you know, my daughter is coming to an age and we're coming to a point in her development where she wants to play in this creative world of hers, right? She's really starting to think for herself. She's seeing, you know, what she sees on, on TV when we're watching Moana or Frozen or Mickey Mouse or Sesame Street. And she's now taking that to her playing with her toys, right? So if she watches an episode of of Sesame Street, she then immediately wants to go and get her Cookie Monster and Elmo doll and act like she's in Sesame Street with them, right? I got her a magic wand the other day. We were at a toy store and she wanted it so bad because she had just watched Abby Cadabby in Sesame Street do her zippity zap and now she just wants to do it and she thinks that she's doing magic spells all over the place, you know, um... But this is the point, it's like, she's 19, almost 20 months now, 
And that's getting closer and closer to two when they're really able to thrive in a creative space. And I really see that development happening with her, not even just in playing, but she is reading on her own. Now, she's not actually reading the words on the page, but she is letting her mind run wild with her knowledge of what that story is. And she is going through the pages just kind of making up her own words as she goes along. A lot of it is still gibberish. She still is really only 19, 20 months, so she's not speaking in full sentences all the time. But she does, she definitely in her own head is getting creative, creating these own her own stories based on her knowledge of the story within it, with that specific book. You know, obviously she's also doing She's at the age where she's starting to do tea parties and she wants to make tea. She loves to do cooking, which, you know, so when I'm in the in the kitchen cooking something for her eggs or dinner or whatever it is, she will grab her pot and a spatula or a whisk and she will cook her own thing right alongside with me and then she'll like eat it you know as I'm tasting my food she's tasting her imaginary food and I'll hear her in the back going mmm delicious you know she's really getting into the creative aspect and the creative side of her mind and it's, it's such a beautiful thing to see now what it also does is it forces my wife and I to continue to be at the peak of our creativity. So instead of slugging down that Heineken that I wanted to do after a long day at work and now she's home from daycare, I got to turn that into creative juice and really get my creativity sparked and moving in order to keep up with her, in order to keep inspiring her to develop in that way you know creativity is so important with kids and running running away with your imagination is so important with kids because it 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 enables them to be freer thinkers uh and and that's what is going on now she's really thinking for herself and she's using her imagination to get there um and i go back to the books and her wanting to read books on her own a lot now because I think and we talk about this with Drew Vernon uh, in relation to Tony's um, reading is one of the number or storytelling I should say or stories in general is really the the best way to spark that creativity when you can tell them a story or they can get into a story it now gets them thinking about that story whether they fully understand what's going on every second or not you know they can take the bits and pieces that they do understand and that's when they're at their peak of creativity when you don't understand something all the way you need to use your imagination to fill in those blanks and that's what i see her doing now uh, she's filling in the blanks of everything that she doesn't understand and she does that with through the stories that she's reading through the stories that we're telling her through the stories that she's seeing being watched on tv and it's a really phenomenal thing to see and it really it, it is another sign that they are growing up and growing into people, right? Because us as, us as parents, we're adults, we still need to keep those creative juices flowing for ourselves to, to accomplish things that we want to accomplish. You know, we creativity 
is the spark for fuller thinking and for that's why it's so important to inspire that in kids at such a young age and harness that and push them to continue going down that path of creativity and and running with it and using their imagination and showing them the importance of using their imagination you know and from a parent's side that can get a little tough right especially for a dad you know if you're not the type of guy that is singy, songy, dancey, laughy, you know, creativity, imagination, yay! If you're not that type of dad, which is perfectly fine, not everybody is, you know, um, this is a really important point for you to be able to try and at least connect with them on the, the creativity side of things. You know, find a book that they like and maybe switch up the story. A little bit, right? Um, you know, do like I mentioned last week, the the big role or the bigger role that doing art based activities is is taking now in in her life, right? That's another way to harness that creativity, you know. And and she and she definitely does that. She'll draw like a little squiggly line and say, "I drew a Mickey Mouse," and no, it's not Mickey Mouse. It's just a squiggly wiggly line. It looks more like a snake, but. Okay, sure, kid, Mickey Mouse, you know, and, and you have to push them to keep harnessing that, right? Um, and it's difficult for some. It's, it gets difficult for me a lot of the times also because there are just how many cups of imaginary tea can I drink and say, hmm, you know, how many times can I open up one of her cans of fake corn and act like I'm eating a meal? You know, it, 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 sometimes it does get, redundant and it, it it's difficult to keep those up but you got to think you got to remember that 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 harnessing that creativity and inspiring your kids to use their imagination is only going to better their fuller thinking capability in the future and it's why it's so important um and like i said reading is a is a great way to spark that reading storytelling uh that's why i really like the tony box that i'm going to talk to in depth with drew vernon about after the music break is because it's inspiring creativity through storytelling that's not reading it doesn't ha it can be kind of doesn't have to be an active sit and read type of a thing or an active sit and watch a type of a thing. It can be a casual listening experience where you're still listening to a story and then you can just go from there. It's really fantastic and, and creativity is just so important at this stage. You know, this kind of post 18 months or post year and a half to that two year phase it's really important to really keep pushing them to use their imagination and get creative with things because that's what they're going to want to do and it's the best way for them to understand the world, right? And understand what things do, what things don't do is by getting them to just use their imagination and think freely for themselves. So it's a really interesting point that she's in. It's And it's really funny that it just happens to be that it, it this time comes on the same week when I'm talking full-fledged conversation with, the, with, with Drew Vernon about creativity and the inspiration of Tony's to inspire that imagination. So with that said, 
I will stop talking for myself and I will jump into a musical break. And on the other side, I will be introducing you to the head of marketing for the U.S., Drew Vernon from Tony's. Uh, And once again, I want to thank Drew Vernon and I want to thank Tony's for orchestrating the first ever Dad Hard giveaway. Uh, I'll reiterate what I said at the top of the show. Dad's out there, mom's out there, anybody out there, shoot us an email. Instagram DM or Facebook message outlining what you do to harness creativity in your kid for a chance to win a free Tony box and a plethora of Tony figurines to go into them all all preset with awesome stories. Uh, maybe he'll even throw in a couple of creative Tonys for your kids to create their own own stories. Um, with that said, we're going to jump into a musical break. And I will catch you on the other side. I never felt like this before. Rain clouds don't exist no more. Back in rainy days was sign like a day. That was way back when I was living pissed off. But shit, I was pissed poor. And believe that's worse than being pissed on. Cause I've been there too. Yeah, I know that's gross, but that's real, that's truth. And honestly, these cats ain't being honest, Chief. But when I rhyme, I'm Paul Pierce and it's prime. Do it for gang green. The title is mine. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember the sandbox, little league ball felt like the sandlot. I was the bambino, the salt on the swap, and Doc was more like Benny the Jet, no handy but yet. And we are back with this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. And as always, you know, once that music break hits, it is time for the guest segment of the show. And if I sound a little giddier than normal, it is because I am. I'm actually super excited to be talking to my guest this week. He is the U.S. Marketing Director for Tony's 
and the Tony box, which happens to be one of my favorite things that we use with my daughter. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal kind of reading, storytelling, toy combination. So with no further ado, let me introduce father of three himself, toy business specialist, Mr. Drew Vernon. How are you, good sir? Hey, Mo, thanks for having me. I don't know if I've had uh, that kind of an introduction before, so hopefully you can keep my ego in check after that. <laughs> Listen, I just I just love to, to big up all my guests. I'm always so appreciative of everybody that comes on and has these conversations with me, you know, but, but for you, I'm super, super excited, so I hope I did you justice. Like I said, I'm really excited when, when, when uh, you guys reached out to, to connect with the podcast because I actually was walking through my local toy store, Pizzazz on Court Street here in Brooklyn, big ups to them, and I saw this this little thing sitting in like the it, like off in the corner a little bit and it had like a Mufasa on top of it and this this red box. And I'm like, what is this? This looks interesting. All of a sudden it starts playing like starts speaking to me in in like about about the Lion King and I'm like, wait, what is going on? This is the most phenomenal thing ever. So of course they also had a little mermaid one and my daughter is really into sea animals at the moment. So I had to buy the Ariel, the component for the Tony box, because I thought it was so awesome. We now use it all the time it's one of my daughter's favorite things so this was like super exciting for me to have to have you on you know before we get into everything about tony's how's everything going with you i would be remiss if i did not start each and every one of these conversations with a dad without making sure that everything is okay with the pandemic we are still living (laughs) in a pandemic so i gotta make sure how's everything have family family safe happy you know, are you driving yourself crazy by having all three of your kids in the house on lockdown? What's been going on on that front from a dad perspective? Yeah, no, that's uh, it's craziness. I, I think we're all feeling it in different ways. I'm definitely feeling it. So I'm in Connecticut. So we've we've had a lot of measures with COVID and keeping everybody safe. And then even as that lightens up a little bit, we've just had like this horrendous wi- uh, winter. Yes, we, we have. have. <laughs> four blizzards in February. So if, it, if it's not the pandemic, it's the weather. And I think I'm just ready for spring as a human being. But I really appreciate the inquiry because I think we could just use more of checking up on each other right now. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think it's important, you know, I, I think it's important for, for parents in general and dads. And I know it's helped me a lot and my wife a lot getting through this pandemic and just like connecting with other parents in general. You know, we're all kind of flying by the seat of our pants with this thing. And it's not anything that any of us have ever lived through before. So like, it's really important to, to connect with other parents, whether you're good friends with them, whether they're complete strangers like you and I are, you know, yeah, but, but yeah. it's important to connect and see how they're all dealing with it, what tactics they're using to keep themselves sane, keep their, and more importantly, keep their kids, you know, occupied and developing. That's like the whole, that's the main thing that I'm, you know, focused on with my daughter and worried about is like, is she going to develop at the same rate that she was before the pandemic? You know what I mean? When she was able to go to daycare and be around a bunch of kids, et cetera. You know, have, have, have you have you found any tactics that have been working for you specifically as far as kind of dealing with that on your yeah. mental? You know, it's been, it's been a crucible of a year for me, if I'm being honest, just because 
it has caused so much disruption in our lives where, you know, a lot of it has been negative, but I think it's given me the opportunity in the breathing room to really take a look at my habits, my working styles, my parenting styles, and my relationships and identify like what's working, what's not working, what can we learn from this pandemic? Yep. And so even though it continues to be challenging, like I think I've grown more as a dad in the last 12 months. Awesome. Just because I recognize that, you know, this is the new world for my kids. Yeah. Like my kids are having a different childhood than I had. Yeah. And I am fighting as hard as I can to preserve some of the more imaginative and, and social experiences of being a kid mm -hmm. that are not unfolding as clearly and as pragmatically as it did for me a generation ago. For sure. And I mean, listen, your, your kids must be in a pretty good spot because as I look at this backdrop, which I made reference to before we started to, to, to record, as I look at this backdrop, your kids must be just in heaven with all of the, you know, you coming from the toy industry, I can imagine that that they get to play with a lot of the products that that you that you've worked in. You worked at Lego. You're now at Tony's. All this stuff. So keeping their imagination alive must not be that much of an issue for you. I I would suspect with with all of the all of the the possibilities that you bring to the table with your background in toys. Or am I completely yeah. off base there? <laughs> no, you are. You are. And, and I think you know my kids. You know loved when I started working for Lego. I brought them you know all kinds of sets. They got more than probably their fair share. For, for kids and, and so they got a little bit spoiled but you're absolutely right when you work for a toy company number one you don't tend to take yourself as seriously as you otherwise might but God, maybe i should work a for a toy of, company <laughs> yeah you have just so much stimulus to work with yeah. and, and for me a toy is a gateway into uh, your mind and your creativity and the more kind of you know stimulus and promptings you can provide a kid, mm -hmm. the uh, the better you can foster that creativity within them. Absolutely. Was that always something that you were that you were into as a kid? Like, were toys a big part of your life? Was that always a direction that you wanted to get into with with your profession? Like, I you know you know. I, you know, I, when I was younger, I always, I was super into like Super Mario, right? So like, I always was like, oh, I want to make video games when I get older. And then that kind of dissipated. <laughs> was that something that you thought about a lot as, as a kid or did it just kind of happen to, to fall into your lap being in the toy business as you grew up, as you grew up? Yeah, I, I mean, that's an interesting question, you know, to sum up my childhood <laughs> in, <laughs> you know, a couple of sentences. <laughs> You know, I was a fan of Lego. I was a yeah. fan of, of, you know, baseball cards, a bunch of other stuff. I didn't think, hey, I'm going to grow up and be a toy marketer. Sure. You know, I, I went through, you know, I wanted to be a bus driver, a magician or, you know, a photographer. I went through all of that. Yeah. I think, you know, when I got into marketing after business school, I was learning a lot of fun stuff about marketing. Yeah. But I was working on beauty products. So I, I worked for Procter & Gamble for a little bit, you know, great company. But at the end of the day, I was trying to sell more lotion. I was trying to sell more shampoo. And I'm like, you know, how many coupons for the Sunday paper can I make before, you know, I reach the end of my, you know, marketing potential? Sure. And so not a knock against, you know, companies like that. But I wanted to do something that I was more naturally curious about. Sure. And that's, you know, uh, coming back to my Lego experience as a kid, had the opportunity to take a job there in, in managing the preschool business. And that was really kind of my introduction into toy, which was just the culmination of, of you know, a few opportunities coming together at yeah. the right time. And, 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 and your kids, it's always better when you're working in the toy business, I would assume, as a dad and your kids kind of get to reap the benefits. You, you alluded to the fact that they've been a little bit spoiled about that, but like, 
Are they just now, do they get like sick and tired of toys easier? Do they love them even more? And, and then also like, is your house, has your house just become like the spot to go for all of their <laughs> friends to come and like hang out and play with everything? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, we've got plenty of Lego. Now we've got a ton of Tonys. You know, kids went through all all of the, those phases. I think now they're getting to the ages where they want to do something that they feel independent about and sure. that dad isn't bringing home from work. And so they're getting into, you know, Pokemon and Beyblades and Minecraft and all the stuff that, that I can't really speak to. And it kind of keeps them with an advantage over me because they know something about toys that I don't know. Sure. And I'm sure I'm sure they, they revel in that. I always like to, to learn about that. I've had like some musicians and stuff like that on. And I feel like you kind of fall into you would fall into that same realm working in the toy business where I always ask them, like, are you? Are, are you seen as like a, you know, when I ask musicians, are you like seen as like being famous or a star to your kids? Or they just think you're a big, huge, nerdy dad. Like most of our kids think about us, right? But I would, I would pose the same question to you. Do they think that it's super cool that you work at a toy company or, or have worked at toy companies and do have this backdrop of toys in your, in your professional history? Or do they just, you know, they're just like, whatever, let, let, let's just keep playing. Yeah, you know, I, I think the novelty has probably worn off. Like sure. uh, every once in a while, I'll show them something cool. But, you know, I'm trying to keep my kids in, in, uh, interested in Tony's. Unfortunately, you know, it's a cool enough product where even though it's most suited towards my youngest in the preschool ages, you know, yeah. we've got, you know, a side of the, of the company and the toy that, you know, caters more to the older kids. And so I'm able to kind of keep them interested um, in, in Tony's and, and interested in the brand that I work on. That's awesome. So let's talk about Tony's for a little bit before those, for those that are listening that don't, that aren't familiar. And I was actually, I was actually surprised when I was talking to like my friends who are ahead of me in the parenting, in the parenting process, right? You know, I was asking, I got really, like I said, I got really excited that when, when I was going to have you on to, to talk about it and I asked them about it and I was surprised that they were not familiar with it. So I got them familiar with it. I'm like, you guys need to get on this thing, but let's talk about Tony's a little bit. What, sure. what is the Tony box for those that don't know, how does it all work? What are Tony's? And then even diving deeper, what is the, what was the inception behind this product? Yeah, sure. Well, simply put the, the Tony box is a smart speaker for kids. It's figure based. So the content that you play on it is all paired to a specific character. We call it Tony. Yep. It's screen free. So, you know, when you're looking at a device or something, you know, the navigation is a big part of it. Sure. By design, we've taken the screen out, and that's for the reason that we want a child as young as three to be able to operate it on their own. And that awesome. was really the genesis of the product. It's a German uh, company that started about five years ago, and the founders actually met on the board of a preschool together, and oh, they wow. were seeing that their children's teacher was still using CD players to play songs and stories in the classroom, and they thought to themselves, they, they were like, CDs have been around since the 80s. They scratch, they break, they're clunky. And most importantly, kids can't use them without adult supervision, especially yep. at the young ages. So that's where the Tony box was born. It's about a five-inch cube. One thing that you'll see when you get your hands on one is it's not just like a hard speaker that, you know, yeah. is, is just to sit there. It's an interactive device. It's actually got a pad of foam around the speaker itself. So it's very squeezable. And it's got, you know, a durable fabric around the, the, the foam as well. So, you know, your kids could use this as a, as a bowling ball if they wanted to. <laughs> it's not going to break. Uh, it can 
withstand, you know, a three, four, five-year-old, like giving it a beating, but you, it works by placing the figure on top of the platform. It's magnetic. So you can turn it upside down. The, the figure will stay on there. And then you do the, well, actually I got one here. Your let's, listeners yeah, let's rock it. it out. Let's rock um, it out. Show, show what, what, what it's working with. Yeah, you were talking about Ariel earlier, so I'm going to put Ariel on here. So you wake it up by pinching the ears. The ears are also the volume control. So there's a big ear for volume up, a small ear for volume down. And I'm going to just wake it up. It's going to make a little wake sound, and it's going to immediately start playing the content that is programmed to play. And give it a second here. Father, understand. Take it off the the platform. It's going to pause. That's your pause function. Very tactile. And then if you want to skip to the next chapter or the next track, you just give it a whack on the side. This is the story of the Little Mermaid. Very easy. Again, kid as young as three can operate that without supervision, which, you know, is a kind of a godsend right now with COVID and screen time soaring. This is really kind of like a a guilt-free child's first device that will entertain and engage them. And you don't have to worry about, you know, limiting screen time, which is what I, you, you alluded to it when you were talking about it in the beginning of the of that rundown, but that's why I love it is because, you know, my daughter is now at it, she's 18 months, or 19 months actually now, and she's at this, she got to this age about a little, you know, especially in the pandemic where, you know, we would wake up at five o'clock in the morning and both me and my wife would be like dozy off asleep and we just like put on some movie on Disney Plus or whatever. But now that's all that that became all she wanted to do. This yeah. is a great transition out of that because they can still get the story and get the the sound of of what they would be watching on television with that movie. Right. But no screen time because, you know, as new age parents, we're all so obsessed with limiting screen time. This is just a phenomenal way to do that and still get the entertainment factor that they would get out of a movie or watching something on their iPad, etc. Was that always, was that a goal of, 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 of Tony's to, to take away the screen? Not so much for the functionality aspect of it, mm-hmm. but just for that screen time limitation? You know, I, I think that's a thought-provoking question because I don't know what was going on in the founders' minds in sure. 2015. You know, I knew that they wanted to make it intuitive mm-hmm. uh, and very easy to, to work with by design. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that COVID was going to hit us and we were sure. going to be hypersensitive to the screen time. That, that happens to be, you know, wind at our backs, which is great. But, you know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this over the last year because I saw this company, you know, when I was working at Lego and I saw immense potential. And that's why I made the decision, you know, to join Tony's. But I'll even take it one step further, because I think intuitively as dads and as moms, you know, we we know that we want to limit screen time. We know that, you know, we shouldn't be giving it to our kids. I don't think we know, like, the scientific research and, and all the academia. Like, I don't pretend to know all of that. But I know a couple of things. I know that when my kids are on TV for too long, you know, an hour, two hours, you know, maybe longer. Yeah. Like they act differently. Yes. They start acting like zombies. They start misbehaving. And so that's a data point for me that, that makes me think, okay, you know, I'm not going to take screens away completely. I think there's a time and a place. There's educational content that can be 100%. delivered through a screen. But what I like about Tony's and what I like about any product that delivers content in a screen-free way is when you remove the display, you're putting the creative burden Onto the listener. Such a fantastic. Because when you give someone a story and you show it to them, 
you're showing them exactly how that went from a thought to a picture or to a video. And you're not saying that you're responsible for making that come to life in your own way. And that's the creative lifting that I'm trying to inspire in parents and their kids to say, take away the stimulus and put the creative burden on your children to learn how to visualize an idea or a story on their own. That's fantastic. Do you get, are you guys getting a lot of feedback from parents about, about that, about how it's sparking the creativity in their kids, about how it's helping them to, to have maybe potentially less desire to, to be on, on their screens and and stuff like that. I'm, I'm just interested in, in knowing what the, what the feedback on that front is from that standpoint. You know, we're getting a lot of great feedback, but to be completely honest, like this is my job. I think about this all day long. (laughs) I have progressed in my thinking more than a parent who's seeing a Tony box for the first time. So we're brand new to market. You know, they sold a couple of million of these in Germany. They said, this is crazy. We've got to go to the U.S. We came, we launched in September of last year. We had, you know, the press loved it. We got on Ellen, we got on The View, you know, we partnered with Kristen Bell. And now you're on Dad Hard with a podcast? (laughs) We got on Dad Hard with a podcast, you know, arguably the the best and finest quiver. But, you know, to answer your question, you know, this is... This is an amazing device that we're going to see more and more of in the coming years. But the first message to a lot of parents isn't to, you know, take the the creative reins with with your child and take them off a screen. Like that's me as a dad and as someone who's thought about this nonstop for 12 months. My first message to the public and to dads is this is a great device that plays songs and stories for your kid and fosters independent play and imagination. If they say, Hey, this is really cool. I want to learn more. That's when I get into more and more like philosophical, like, Hey, this is what you're actually doing for your kid. That's going to benefit them in the future is as interested as you are, as any audience member is in that I'll have that conversation. But with my day job, (laughs) I got to tell people about the functionality. I got to tell them about Mufasa. I got to tell them about Ariel. Sure. Uh, I hope that that makes sense, but that's kind of how I, I balance the entertainment versus kind of like the the education empowerment. It's also great that you have those, since you mentioned Mufasa and then you, you know, you played us a little bit of the Ariel, Tony. It's great that you also have this Disney partnership, right? Because it can, it help. I'm, I'm sure that must also help kids to relate to the product a little bit better, right? Because now they're, it's not just random characters that you're bringing into the mix, which you also have very unique characters as well, if not, if I'm not mistaken, but, yeah. but, you know, bringing in the, these Disney characters and stuff like that, it gives them a point to relate back to something that they may have seen on a screen, in a movie, on YouTube, etc. you know, and, and be able to relate that. And then, like you said, take their own creative juices from their knowledge of the, of the screen watching that they've done. And now they're getting, you know, a, a slightly different version of that story that must help also get their creative juices going as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, as part of this journey for me, and learning about the the possibilities, not just with Tony Box, but with storytelling, you learn that t- storytelling is, I would argue, more of a science than an art. There's art to it, mm-hmm. but you know, every good story has a hero that comes across a challenge or an obstacle uh, that they have to overcome to get some sort of a treasure or reward. And Disney 
is, you know, they are experts at storytelling. 100%. They understand characters. They understand identifying with characters. And so when we give our child a Lion King uh, story or a Little Mermaid story, those are the tried and true stories that help show the path of storytelling. And ultimately, the goal isn't to say, hey, good job for Simba. He went and, like, became the king. Yeah. It's to say, hey... That's a hero that overcame a challenge. I can be a hero and I can face my challenges and I can, you know, go out and create what I want for this world. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do at those young ages in telling people stories. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a, it's, a, it's so it's such a, a great a great way to think about it because story time or storytelling, right? Stories are such a big part of childhood development in general. You know what I mean? You know, obviously you hear about the limiting of screen time. It's like a huge thing in parenting right now, but also what's always been huge is to make sure that you're reading to your kids and not just because of for for the educational purposes and the and the mental stimulus, but because the art of the art and science, as you put it, mm -hmm. of telling stories is very important to just mold their development. They start to understand how to do these things themselves and how to tell stories themselves, whether they know that they're telling stories or not. You know, even when they're playing, I can now from like I said, my daughter's 19 months old and she she can clearly understands the concept of stories and she like is I used to watch her like creating her own stories when she's like playing with her blocks and like building them she's like mumbling in her own little head she has now this little baby doll that she creates stories with all the time but so it's so interesting it's such a massive part of development do you have any knowledge about how storytelling or or the the understanding of storytelling can affect that childhood development at all? I'm not an ac academic, so I should <laughs> preview that. I, I've been in the toy business for a few years. You know, I created a, a program at Lego called Prescription for Play, where I pa partnered with doctors to awesome. promote play. I started uh, my own daycare. I saw a lot of awesome. uh, different kids coming in to the daycare from different backgrounds. So a lot of my experience in the field isn't from a textbook or from, you know, reading the case studies. It's sure. from my own lived experience. You know, to your point earlier about literacy, you know, listening to reading is the first step to literacy. The more stories we can give a child, the more reference points they have. You know, if you think about a kid, like think about a young kid who's not going to school yet. They wake up, they are told when to get dressed, what to eat, to clean up their after themselves. You know, you're telling your kid where to be, what to do, what not to do, like, What's the first chance that they get to to hear from the outside world, outside of mom and dad? It's from the media that we give them, mm -hmm. whether that's a smartphone or a Tony box or, you know, in a social setting. Like this is literally the first outside world experience you, you can give your kid. Like you better curate that so that you're giving your kids the stories that you want them to learn from because sure. we learn from the stories that we hear. It sets us on the path that we eventually become for ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree, and and I love that 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 that's this this concept of the Tony Box that's that's kind of taking in there and and promoting and promoting independence uh, on that front. Let's talk about let's talk about your background a little bit. This daycare thing, which which I had no idea. How did you get into starting a, a, a daycare? Was it just because of your your love your love and affinity for toys or just like did, did you do that when you started having kids was, was it before how did you get involved in that world because that i feel like is so interesting and, and really probably helps to mold your to probably mold your mind when when talking about marketing toys 
Yeah, you know, to try to put it succinctly, like, you know, I've always had a few kind of loves. I think growing up, going to school, I, I really loved business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really loved psychology, understanding the human mind and, and the why, the reasons why people do the things that they do. Sure. I found that the marriage of psychology and business was marketing for me, just understanding the, the consumer experience and, and meeting a business need. I started out in beauty coming out of business school, learned a lot of great things about marketing, but you know, it wasn't really ticking all the boxes in terms of just personal enthusiasm and interest. And that's what took me to Lego. When I was at Lego, I started out by just doing traditional marketing campaigns. And, and I was seeing how much money we were spending on as a company on like banner ads, like yeah. buy my product, click on this ad, you know, here's, you know, these huge budgets that we were spending. And I started to see myself like not as uh, an ad, a childhood advocate at that point, but as a marketer, I was like, Hey, we can do more interesting things as marketers. Mm -hmm. And that led me to prescription for play, which was to say, Hey, you know, I want to get parents to play with their kids for 15 minutes a day. How do I do that? Well, how do I reach a kid who's 18 months old specifically well, every kid at 18 months old goes to the doctor for a wellness checkup. Mm-hmm. You know, what if I partnered with a doctor to give a prescription card to the parents when they came in to say, play with your kids for 15 minutes a day. And here's a product, you know, a toy to play wow. with. And I thought, you know, maybe I can get a couple dozen doctors on board with this program. I went down to their conference. I exhibited at a booth and I came away not with a couple dozen doctors, but over 2000. They wanted to be part of the program. And that's when the light clicked for me, not as a marketer, but as just an advocate to say, when you find something that is a win for everybody, it's a win for uh, the kid because they get a toy. It's a win for the doctor because this is in line with them trying to promote play. Mm-hmm. And it's a win for the parent because they get a reminder to play with their kids. Mm-hmm. We can be marketers. We can do these things in toy and other uh, sectors. But let's always remember like who we're doing it for. And that's the light bulb that went on my mind to say, hey, I want to do this to improve the childhood experience. I want to do this to make our kids into better adults. Yeah. And that's kind of my overarching mission. And I do it by, you know, finding a great product like the Tony Box that helps fulfill that. Yeah. If there's one thing that you want kids to get out of the Tony Box, what would that be for for you? Uh, that's an awesome question. And, and to answer it, I, I kind of have to tell you about the other kind of part of, of the product. So I sure. mentioned, like, we talked about Ariel and, and Mufasa and all those. Mm-hmm. Those are our content Tonys. Yep. So those are the ones that are pre-programmed uh, to play songs and stories. You put them on the box. We have a different type of Tony called a creative Tony and the creative Tonys are not pre-programmed. They come empty and they're programmable with up to 90 minutes of your own content. What? That's amazing. My kids, you know, I put, you know, I've got a fairy on the box right now. I'm going to wake it back up. You're going to hear my four-year-old daughter in just a second here. Give it a second. Yep. Here it goes. So you get the point that that was her song. She also does stories. And one thing I I see you gaping like this is an aha moment because I recognize this, you know, in my daughter, you know, a year ago when I started working for the company, I said, Hey, if I, I can capture their creativity, like they're not going to be four years old forever. Like if I give them a creative prompt, I'll tell my kids to go write a song about worms. They'll go off in the corner. They'll write a song about worms for 45 minutes. 
they'll come record it on a creative Tony and now they have it for their whole lives. And so this not only amazing. do we have that, that keepsake, but to come back around to your question, what I want people to get out of it is I want them to see the two sides to Tony's one side being the content Tony's that's a consumption experience. That's passive. Even though you're doing the creative lift on your own with visualization, you're still taking in someone else's story. Sure. Once we get enough of those stories, then we transition you into creating your own stories wow. and you do that through the creative Tony's. And that kind of takes the guardrails off of how do we turn our kids into creative people? How do we turn them into problem solvers? We we start them with a, a guideline, a story that someone else wrote, and we start taking away the creative elements. And we ask you to do more and more of it on your own until you're writing your own stories, you're writing your own songs. And and that's the, the continuum that I'm trying to move families through. And that's the powerful mission that I think Tony's has a right to to tell people. It's going to take a few years to get people on board because, again, it's a great song player. It's a great story player if that's all you want from it. That's all you have to have from it. But there's so more, much more that you can do to empower your kids to make them into creative individuals. That's so freaking cool. Let me tell you, that's that's the coolest thing about it. Before I did not know that you had that, that you had the the recordable Tonys. Also, this that's a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal idea. And it, it really does, like you said, it really does bring everything full circle as far as creativity and, and getting your kids to degree, develop that creativity in their own minds. They can now take these things that they're learning and start getting them on this path to recording. So, you know, now I can get one of these Tonys and I can have my daughter now try to emulate me by <laughs> doing her own podcast on her own recordable Tony. This would be fantastic. I can't wait for this. That's, that's unbelievable. Was that the, was that the, was that the, the idea behind the inception of, of the, the recordable Tony was specifically to kind of harness that creativity or is that just something that now comes along with it? Yeah, that's a great question too. And again, I have to caveat like, this is my job. I think about this all day long. Sure. And so, you know, we had the, the creative Tonys in Germany. They, they came out with them. They're great. We're telling people, go do whatever you want to fill them up. I don't think that's enough uh, for me as a company, working for the company or, or as an early childhood advocate. We can't just give someone a creative Tony. We can't just give someone a blank canvas. We have to show the path. And sure. so the other analogy that I used kind of is, is drawing on my former experience with Lego, like, most of what Lego sells are instruction-based kits where you dump out the pieces, mm -hmm. you open the bags, and you create step one to step 150, and you get your spaceship. And that's an experience, and that's great, but that's not the end of the creative process. Sure. You know, sure. Lego also has a bucket of yellow bricks where you dump out the bricks and you make whatever you want. Sure. Well, that's not, that's not the full experience either because a lot of kids – see a pile of bricks and they don't know what to do with them. So you make a little tiny house or you make a little tiny plane and it's kind of crappy. And what you need is you need a bridge between the, that spaceship that was created by a master builder, Lego designer who knew how to put all the pieces together. You need the steps. I call it the guided masterpiece because you need to go from instructions mm -hmm. to complete free form yep. and so it's not just about going from content tony to creative tony it's about being there as a coach and a mentor for your kids so that you can continue to give them the creative prompts that they need to develop 
the skills to become a master storyteller. And that's yeah. not going to just happen sure. by handing them a creative Tony. No, sure, sure, sure. And it's great. It's great that you do offer that duality uh, and, and using the Lego analogy it is fantastic because it is so true. And it's what is so phenomenal about Legos is that you do have this fully guided instruction, you know, based the build that you can make, but you can always take take your own creative direction off of it. That used to be my favorite thing about about Legos is is mix and matching the different characters with you know the spaceship versus a treehouse versus whatever you know what I mean and, and putting them all together. That was always my favorite thing. I always thought that was the brilliance behind Legos. The, the true brilliance behind Legos is is walking that line and and having that duality. So it's fantastic that you're bringing that now to to Tony's as well. And I think this. This creative Tony idea is so unbelievable, uh, and I have a feeling that kids will love to use it as well. Do your kids just love do, re- recording recording th- themselves and using those creative Tonys in, in addition to, to whatever they love about about the the story ones? They do. Again, I'm trying to train my kids to be more proactive about it. Sure. If I if I go up to them and be like, "Hey, you guys are bugging each other." go like record something on a creative toning. They'll be like, no, thanks dad. Um, that's lame. But if I say, Hey, I want you guys to make a treasure hunt. And I, what I want you to do is I want you to write a clue. I want you to record that clue on a creative Tony. And I want that Tony to lead to the next creative Tony. Around wow. the house. So we did this over Christmas. And so when you give someone a specific direction or a specific prompt to say, Hey, we're going to do a, a treasure hunt. Then it's not about go play with your Tonys. It's using Tonys as a vehicle to go have a different experience. Sure. And if you can give your kids creative prompts to guide that, they're going to engage more fully. And again, this is all off screen. So like this is dad for the win, right? Yeah, like for I sure. did this the other day and I got like two hours of like relaxing Saturday morning and you know my wife comes home and she's like were the kids on you know TV and Nintendo all morning I was like no actually they were doing like a creative like treasure hunt challenge and it kept them completely entertained and the great thing about that also is that is that it it enables dad and mom to start getting creative as well by using these vehicles that that you provide with the Tonys to enhance their kids creativity they can enhance their own creativity as well that's just that's really awesome the this creative Tony thing just brings everything full circle and really kind of brings it to life yeah that's that's fantastic. You know, this is this has been really awesome, Drew. I really appreciate you you coming you coming on and, and talking about this, and especially in the ways that it that 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 the Tony box and and these Tonys can really enhance childhood development. It's a big thing of you know it's a, turned into a big passion of mine as well. Part of why I started the podcast is to try to learn more about about early childhood development. So, and I think what you guys are doing here is is phenomenal on that front and really sparking that creativity. I feel like creativity i've always needed a creative outlet and so mm-hmm. I, I feel like creativity is kind of the 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 crux the centerpiece behind the, the everything in the world to be 100 percent honest with you you know I, yeah. I feel like everything comes from creativity so starting to spark that in a in a young child's mind 
from a very early age is extremely important and doing it in an entertaining way like you guys are doing is phenomenal i i can't i can't wait to to, to keep sharing the, these tony stories with with people because i want to now help you to blow this thing up as big as possible <laughs> because i i love it i i think it's fantastic and i've only seen the one side of it with my experience so but, you know i will uh, say i want to see what you do with your kid because you know i, I don't want to sit here and tell everybody exactly what they have to do with sure it. I, I want to figure that out on their own but what I sense in you and what I see, you know, from talking to you for about two seconds, <laughs> you see your energy and your passion for life. And oh, like, yeah. if only like a fraction of that is being translated into the experience that you're providing for your kid, like your kid is going to be like a rock star. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I I love it. I can't wait. I'm, I'm literally going to go to the I'm going to hang up with you when we when we when we finish and I'm going to walk over to to our neighborhood toy store and I'm going to pick up one of these creative Tonys to to start doing that with her. I think it, it it's phenomenal. And she starts just start getting to that talking age where she can really start putting sentences together now. And she loves to like sing her little songs that she makes up in her head and all this type mm-hmm. of stuff. I think that she will she will go crazy over hearing her own voice. You know, she loves watching her on videos that we take on on our phones so i feel like this is just going to be like a a next step to that and she's going to love it being able to record and listen to herself sing her little songs i'm so i'm really fully giddy and excited about about the the prospect of doing that right now it's it's going to be great i can't wait for her to come home from daycare and start recording some stuff (laughs) that's awesome but before i let you go I do always ask two questions of every guest that I bring on and they're straight parenting questions. And I can tell that obviously parenting and early childhood development is very important to you. So I'm really interested in getting your answers to these. Number one, what's just been your favorite experience about being a dad and and just the fatherhood experience in general? Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned I've got three kids. They range in age from 11 to five. I think with COVID happening last year, and continuing on, you know, especially towards the holidays, you know, my daughter's, my youngest daughter's preschool shut down for about two months. And that kind of threw off my routine because I work from home. And so I basically had two months with my four-year-old, you know, a couple hours a day that I I'd never had before. And that's really where I got to know her yeah. a, as a person. And it was just so illuminating for me as a father. We ended up starting a podcast called Childhood. And she shares her childhood with me and I share my, you know, former childhood with her. And it's just been this very sweet time where we have together. You know, we spend, you know, eight or 10 minutes talking and it's really just given me the opportunity to see the world through a four-year-old's eyes, which I haven't taken the time to do, you know, since I grew up basically. So that's just been my number one kind of learning as a dad, you know, 11 years in. It's just getting that, you know, hour a day with my kid just to talk about being a kid. And, yeah. and that's just irreplaceable in my view. Yeah, that's so cool that that you did that. It's taking the recordable Tony to the next level right there. And I just started <laughs> podcast, right? But no, but but that that's fantastic. It, 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 this has been such a blessing for spending time and getting to know our, our kids. Obviously, there are difficulties that come along with that, right? But but the time that we get to spend, I, I will never... I will never be not happy that I didn't have that time to, to really share with my daughter, especially in her such early, early days, you know, so it's fantastic that you got that out of your, out of your four-year-old as well. Last question that I ask is very much a selfish question for myself so that I can, you know, learn how to be a better dad or, or get insight on how to be the best dad that I can be, which is the whole point of, of doing this podcast and talking to dads every week. 
if you have one piece of advice that you can give to a dad behind you in the fatherhood process, what, what would that piece of advice be? The first thing that comes to my mind just comes from something I saw yesterday. Usually, you know, we spend, you know, 30 minutes unwinding together as a family on, on YouTube or Netflix. And, and we saw this, I guess it's been out for a while, this Pixar short called Float. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you've seen it. I just think that encapsulates not necessarily childhood, I guess childhood too. But for me, it was more important to see it as a parent where a lot of my revelation over the last year is just how do I stay out of my kid's way? Mm-hmm. How do I give them mm-hmm. the creative guidance and prompts, but let them float, let them grow. Uh, and I know there are a lot of ways to interpret that, uh, that particular movie. But for me, it's just like identifying the strengths yeah. in my kids and empowering those and, and stop telling them so much about like the lines and the boundaries that they need to stay within, Sure, but really help foster their natural and innate creativity that's awesome and, and and it's very important that's that's a lot of the basis of our conversation that we had here today right it is is fostering this creativity in kids so I, I i think that that's phenomenal and and i definitely appreciate that that piece of advice man so let's let's give tony's a little bit more plugging than than we've done throughout if if, if people are want to learn more about tony's if they want to find Tony's and, and buy them for their kids after we've just, you know, raved about this, this awesome product for the last, you know, 40 minutes or whatever. What's the, what's the best way for them to, to find and, and get a Tony in their possession to start playing with their kids? Yeah, sure. Uh, so we are at Tony's.com, T-O-N-I-E-S.com, also Target.com, Amazon. We're in about 400 independent specialty toy retailers. So it sounds like you came across yours in Brooklyn. Pizzazz right um, here on Court Street in, in Cow Gardens. <laughs> so that's uh, that's kind of where you can find us, Tony's.us on Instagram and Facebook. I like to plug our uh, fan community because it's not run by me. It's not run by the company. There's one on Facebook called Tony Box USA. It's really just fans of Tony's that kind of share with each other with no agenda, just creative uses uh, of the box. I, I would recommend that. Fantastic. Uh, and then I'd also like to offer up a giveaway for your listeners. I'd like to, you know, give a, a Tony box and, and some Tonys out to one of your listeners awesome. as well. That'd be, that would be fantastic. Drew, this, had been, this has been awesome. I'm a big fan of, of the Tony box and, and everything that it brings to the table. This creative Tony is still blowing my mind and I can't wait to, to, to try to foster that creativity with my daughter by using that. I think she's going to love it. I think any kid is going to love it. You know what I mean? So this is fantastic. What you guys are doing is incredible to to harness and promote child early childhood creativity i think there's nothing better in the world than that so so kudos to you guys keep doing your thing and and thank you again for coming on and sharing this has been fantastic yeah thanks so much for having me i i love your enthusiasm and your passion it's just been a, a joy to be here awesome i will i will talk to you very soon all right thanks take care And that is all for this week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast. As always, to connect on a fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod. Check out the Facebook at facebook.com slash dadhardpod. And check out the website wedadhard.com where this episode will be sitting right at the top of the tops. You can listen to this week's episode, last week's episode, last last week's episode, all of season two, all of season one. All my conversations with the dads that I've had over this last year and a half. You can follow my fatherhood journey, their fatherhood journeys, and hopefully get some value to help you through your fatherhood journey. Uh, And the website is wedadhard.com. And don't forget to enter 
the first ever Dad Hard with a Podcast giveaway as we're partnering with Tony's to give one of our listeners a free Tony box and a Tony's package straight from Tony's themselves. So definitely do that to enter. Just send an email, a DM, or a Facebook message directly to us outlining what you do to harness your kids' creativity and imagination. I will be choosing one winner at the end of next week's episode. So you got seven days. Get on it. Uh, and uh, I thank you once again to Tony's for partnering me, with us on that. But until next week, that's all for us. We're out. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember man. back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. Talking the playground. He was playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers.